0: grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hi, my name is Patty Scalzo, and I would like to welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. The book of 1 Samuel holds many insights into a Biblical understanding of heavenly authority. And today, we will be continuing the series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, as he continues to look at the life of the great prophet, judge, and priest, Samuel. So let's go right into our Sunday service for the beginning of this message on Israel's call for a king.
1: Let's pick up our study on heavenly authority, and we're in 1 Samuel. Last time we left off in chapter 7 and verse 15. Remember we read, and Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. So Samuel was someone chosen by God, anointed by God to be a leader over Israel, a judge, For his whole life and then we said how when samuel was old he made his sons judges um we read in verse 16 about the circuit that he went on to preach and to judge israel and then in chapter 8 verse 1 now it came to pass when samuel was old that he made his sons judges over israel the name of his firstborn was joel the name of his second abijah they were judges in Beersheba. But his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. So we have here Eli, the high priest's problem with his sons Hophni and Phinehas, repeated all over again. Just as when Samuel was that little boy in the tabernacle of Shiloh ministering before the Lord, and Eli, elderly Eli, had his grown sons who were the following in the high priesthood, how they abused the people. Now Samuel, as an old man, has his sons, whom he appoints as judges to help to lead Israel, do the same thing. And look what they do. And the perversion of those who get positions of religious authority and do not follow the Lord. They turn aside after dishonest gain. They become ruled by money. They take bribes and it causes them to pervert justice. They don't do what's right. When they were judging the cases, remember they had a judicial capacity anointed by the spirit to give judgment. The money ruled them rather than the Lord. That's a terrible sin when those in religious authority fall into greed and the love of money and turn away, turn aside, it says here, did not walk in his ways, in Samuel's ways, they turned aside. Notice in verse 1, when Samuel was old, he made his sons judges. If you have an NIV, it'll say he appointed his sons judges. And we don't read here in the scriptures that God called or God appointed Joel or Abijah. It doesn't say that. All we're told is that Samuel appoints them. Now did Samuel appoint them because as God's prophet, he received the word from the Lord and he was implementing God's revealed will to him. It's possible it doesn't say it. Or was it simply, these are my sons. I've brought them up in the knowledge of the Lord. They know all about him. So who else should there be to judge? And he, Samuel, appoints, makes them judges, not the Lord. It seemed reasonable to him. Not by revelation, not by guidance of the Holy Spirit, just, well, these are my sons and I've taught them. My experience is that people are most blind when it comes to their families. People are most blind, especially when it comes to their children. Uh, We always want to see the best in our children. It's, It's natural. God gives us love and affection for our families, for our children. But we have to be very careful when it blinds us to the truth, because every human being is frail and his son should not have been in this position. Or if they were called to it, then they sinned greatly against the Lord. It's so easy to put aside the sins of our family members, not to see them and to kind of hope. How many ministries, the same thing happens. There's a man called out into ministry and given a position. And then he just assumes, well, you know, my son who's been with me all these years, he should take over. And maybe in some cases it happens that way. You know, in the New Testament, God worked through families. Several of the apostles are brothers, right? James, who became an elder at the church in Jerusalem, was a half-brother of Jesus. God does work through families. But all too often, it's just assumed without prayer. It's assumed, well, that's the son, that person goes in and takes over, and ministries can suffer that way, just as what happens here in Israel. Remember also, we spoke about, when we read about Hophni and Phineas, the failure of inherited or lineal authority to just say, well, because someone is someone's descendant, they automatically should walk under authority. They automatically get some type of blessing from God. That's, that's a benefit to all of us that believe, that when we let the Lord touch our lives, God has a special hand on our children. There's a blessing that carries down, even as the blessing to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob carries down to this day on the people of Israel. But, lineal authority, that which comes from lineage, is failing and is a failure unless the children stand strongly in the same faith as the parents. It's not enough to say I have Abraham as my father, because John the Baptist said what? God can raise children for Abraham out of these stones. The children have to have the like faith of the fathers, for there to be that blessing as you go down generation to generation and have authority there. Otherwise, if it's just something you inherit, we saw Moses' own descendant, how idolatrous he became. Notice it says when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges. So it hasn't gone on very long. Remember, half and Phinehas had been priests for many years when Eli was old. Samuel's at the point now he's limited what he can do, and it just started that he's made his sons judges. And here's what happens. Because of this, we're going to read the people call for a king. And by doing it, actually they keep Samuel from any of the further consequences, unlike Eli, because they're going to say, look at your sons, we want a king. And so it never goes as far as Hophni and Phineas samuels almost saved from the consequences of it but it brings in something into israel that god really didn't want though he'll use it it says in verse 4 then all the elders of israel gathered together and came to samuel at ramah and said to him look you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. Make us a king to judge us like all the nations. The actions of his sons place Samuel in a very funny position. It helped to fuel the fire of the people's wrong attitudes. Because there's an element of truth to it, right, the sons are taking bribery, they're perverting justice, that's the truth. The people will use the truth of Samuel's son's sins to now come and ask for a king to be over them, and it gives them justification for their desires. And many times, too often in the sinful world, the sins of one person will give another person what they feel they need. They're wrong. The justification to do something wrong or sinful in a different direction. So well, he, he's done that, so now let's do this. And what they're going to bring in here really reveals the sinful attitude and it may not be clear to us yet we'll see as we read on that there's a sinful attitude behind their request for a king but it comes about because they have the justification because look how bad samuel's sons have been and he's given them the open door to come in and to say this and samuel unawaringly has built his lineage it's probably inadvertent He's built a little judge dynasty. You know, he's the judge, and now he has sons that are judges. And he falls into a situation because there's a trap, which ultimately results in Israel having a real dynasty. You know, a dynasty with inherited kingship. When all too often you'll read in 1 Kings and 2 Kings how the kings did evil in the sight of the Lord. How many times do you read that when you read 1 Kings and 2 Kings? You know, you have a good king. You have someone like David, and then you go down, and you have the king did evil in the sight of the Lord. But you can't get him out. He's the king. And the system of inherited authority comes in at this point, and by Samuel putting his sons in, it gives the bridge, it gives the stepping stone, a little dynasty now will build into a large kingdom-inherited dynasty. Now, maybe Samuel understood the prophecy to Eli. Let's, let's review that a minute. Back in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2, in verse 35, when the man of God comes to rebuke Eli and says, Then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and my mind. I will build him a sure house, And he shall walk before my anointed, my Messiah, forever. And we spoke about that, how that house, how the failings of the priesthood from Aaron was now being revealed. God would raise up a faithful priest. And it wasn't just speaking about Zadok. It was speaking about how Samuel, a Levite, though not a descendant of Aaron, represented the priesthood of believers. A priesthood not in the order of Aaron, but in the order of? Melchizedek, and how the house really was a spiritual house. It was a house, a holy priesthood, as it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, a spiritual house of those who have like faith, like Samuel, not necessarily a lineage. Although God will bless Samuel's house, maybe knowing this prophecy, knowing he would be a priest that would replace Eli, he felt he was justified making his sons judges to build his own house.
0: It is always a source of joy to hear from our radio listeners. So if you have any comments on today's study, please send them along to us. Our address is Shiar Jeshu Christian Tabernacle. That's S H E A R hyphen J A S H U B, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Again, the address is P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area. Please join us for Sunday service. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane, just off Route 1. The exit is number 61 off I-95. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of A Remnant Shall Return, which in Hebrew is Shi'ar Jashub.